these past three years have really forced a lot of introspection, a lot of review of like what lives we don't want to live. So based on perhaps like the moments of rest that some of us were able to get after kind of being taken away from like the busy day-to-day lifestyle that we were living prior to the pandemic or kind of being hyper-focused on work and, and studying school. Like there was this very externalized kind of sense of self. And then these past few years have really flipped the 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 lens back on us and like wait how do you feel about participating in these systems are you happy with what you're creating are you even being someone that feels like authentic and aligned do you even know what your authentic or aligned self is or what that even means You're listening to Chats with Kat, where I catch up with my fellow millennials every week to share their journey of self-actualization, overcoming fear, and paving the way for a soul's purpose to shine through. Let's start that right here, right now. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Chats with Kat. Thank you for being here. Welcome to the new year. I hope that you are enjoying your entry into this new year um, and are feeling like you are refreshed and ready to enter your dream reality because you deserve. For me, the new year is also my birthday, which means I have officially entered my 30th year. (laughs) And it's kind of wild to believe that and to wrap my head around that given that I was 24 years old when I started the show. And I am not the same person I was. God knows I have changed a lot and a lot of life has happened. But in some ways, it's also very similar. I'm still a cat, you know? I'm still out here curious about the same things and and very much so just wanting to spread light and use this platform as an opportunity to help tie in our collective experiences and our stories and, you know, help each other feel a little less alone in this world. Beyond that, I'm excited to say that today is the first day in probably a year and a half that I am going to share an interview with you. It has been a minute and I'm excited to introduce you to Haley Thomas. If you have not heard about Haley Thomas, let me give you a little intro now before we enter this beautiful interview. So that way you you know who you're who you are in the audio presence of, okay? So Haley is a 22-year-old international speaker, wellness and compassion activist. She is the co-founder of Wellness Tea House Matcha Thomas and nonprofit Happy, Healthy, Active, Positive, Purposeful Youth. Haley founded Happy when she was 12 years old to redefine youth empowerment through free holistic wellness education and plant-based nutrition in at-risk communities. In 2017, she became the youngest certified integrative nutrition health coach at the age of 16. And in 2020, Haley published her debut self-help cookbook living lively with harper collins she has amassed a following of over 120,000 folks across her social media platforms and at the heart of her life's work is the desire to create portals of empowerment through the power of radical love welcoming people of all ages all around the globe to explore and nurture their world within unlocking our innate ability to make meaningful mindful and heart-centered impacts in our communities and beyond oh my gosh 
I had a great time during this conversation and I know that without a doubt you will as well. Before we dive in, I just want to remind you that in addition to this podcast, I curate a bi-weekly wellness newsletter called Eleven, where I share 11 wellness-related musings that I came across over the past two weeks and I share some reflections on life lessons that I'm integrating. It's totally free and you can subscribe by just clicking the link in the show notes that says... 11. (laughs) All right. So if at any point during this episode, you feel moved or inspired, you have to promise me that you will take a moment to rate and leave a review for the show. It would mean a lot to me and will help me bring on more inspiring folks like Haley. Okay. Are you ready? Let's jump into my soulful chat with none other than Haley Thomas. Hi, Haley. I'm so glad to be here with you. Thank you for joining me on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I just love the spirit of your podcast and um, how honest it feels. So I'm really grateful to be here. Mm, It feels very aligned to have you here because I feel like that's basically the essence of everything that you do. Um, I think from what I'm experiencing on this side of everything you put out, it seems like everything that you try to express is deep and is soulful and is honest. And so when I was thinking about the people that I wanted to bring on the show, I immediately thought of you because it's just something that you already do. And it's not something that I feel like is going to be foreign to you. Um, you see the Mexico city sounds in the back. I told you yes. <laughs> my the podcasting studio didn't work out, but like, here we go. We're in an immersive experience over right. here. I feel like I'm in Mexico city with you now. <laughs> Perfect. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just really wanted to have you here because I, I'm sure that a lot of people listening have in some way come in contact with what you've put out in the world. But for those who haven't, um, I think you'll be a breath of fresh air and, you know, just super inspiring because, of the energy that you carry through your voice and in what you what you share. So thank you again. Oh, thank you very much. Super, super sweet. I really appreciate it. Of course. So let's kick off this chat with an honest check-in. I think sometimes people just like dive right in and start talking about what they do and all that stuff. But in this very moment, I want to know how your heart is and how you're feeling. Oh, um, I really appreciate this angle, actually. Um, At this moment, I was kind of thinking about this yesterday, that I feel stressed, but actually like okay with it, which is a very interesting and new dynamic. Um, There's just a lot going on, like a lot with wrapping up like the end of the year and um, a lot of projects that I'm working on and a lot of new energy that I'm stepping into for myself and a lot of clarity as well. So it's like kind of moving through this very murky, uncertain space. But instead of looking at the unknown as like a place to fear, I'm starting to kind of feel excited by it. And like all that is going to emerge from this like fog of uncertainty, you know, I feel like there's magic there too, not just um, fear and that element is what's intriguing me right now so even though i'm stressed i feel very hopeful and very um excited for what's to come i guess so yeah it's been it's been new yeah that is new i mean in the context of the most recent past everything that feels stressful and unknown has been scary and so to be in a place where 
we can shift into like the magic of life that is everything is unknown for the most part we don't know how this is going to turn out but we've been so hyper focused on the ways that like life can turn out really scary and now it seems like it's time for you to shift into like the unknowns that could lead to magical moments and beautiful expansive opportunities which is great because you deserve that and you know I was thinking before we started recording like you are you're a lot younger than me I'm about to turn 30 and for me I feel like I lost quite a bit of my 20s throughout this experience and have kind of been feeling like okay like how do I navigate all of this because I feel like a part of my youth was kind of taken up by overwhelm and anxiety and like panic Um, and I've just been kind of thinking too about Gen Z really I mean my sister's your age and I've been I've been sitting with like what has this experience been like for y'all because this is you know when you're kind of launching into the horizon into like viewing what's to come and I think for so many of y'all like unfortunately it was stunted or at least put on pause in a very major way and I've been sitting with like what has the emotional and mental toll been collectively I know you can't speak for everyone obviously but you're tapped into into your community and into the folks your age and I'm kind of wondering if you have any themes that you've been able to pick up on in terms of what y'all have been feeling and what the conversations are about how y'all are going to move forward and progress and like overcome this moment in time Mm. um I think just speaking for me and and what's been reflected in the conversations that I've held and just like the interactions um online I, I feel as though it's kind of like this this feeling of um these past few years being an, an unearthing process like in a way the dynamic is so strange because i feel like while my life is just now starting i also feel as though i have a a more clear starting point than i would have had these past few years not occurred and what I mean by that is that these past three years have really forced a lot of introspection a lot of review of like what lives we don't want to live so based on perhaps like the moments of rest that some of us were able to get after kind of being taken away from like the busy day-to-day lifestyle that we were living prior to the pandemic or kind of being hyper-focused on work and, and studying school like there was this very externalized kind of sense of self. And then these past few years have really flipped the 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 lens back on us and like, wait, how do you feel about participating in these systems? Are you happy with what you're creating? Are you even being someone that feels like authentic and aligned? Do you even know what your authentic or aligned self is or what that even means? And um it's been really challenging because I think it's been a shedding of many things that are false that we've been like holding on to. Um, I know for me personally, it's just felt like every year and especially this year was just like pulling off all of these layers of things that um, were ultimately like limitations, uh, mental blocks or like expectations that were just holding me back from actually being happy or just being okay with, this journey and the unknowns along the way and so i think there's definitely that sense of like these few years were necessary but also there's a layer of grieving like what could have been 
um, and the feeling that, oh, like, this is how things were supposed to be, but also coming to a place of peace that like, this is what it is. And from this place of perhaps like greater wisdom or clarity, now we can choose with right. a sense of empowerment and with a sense of um, integrity, you know, because I think had I not gone through the transformations that I did uh, over these past few years and, and this year especially, I would have continued to like burn myself out and mm. go down a, a path that was perhaps like a little bit more comfortable, but would have like slowly killed me inside, you know, and um, it, it in a way was like a fast tracking of like, I don't know, a solar return or like dark night <laughs> of the soul, you know, like it just felt like we were propelled into the opportunity to actually come into um our own sense of self and our own values and even in the smallest things of like how style and self-expression have been so big like blowing up on TikTok and and all of these platforms like the ways that we're expressing ourselves are so um essential now and i feel like that sense of individuality um wasn't as celebrated as it is today like now we really want to know about everyone's stories and how they are expressing their essence through the very like little basic things that they do or through the art that they make or the words that they share and so it's like a slow call to depth I feel like I really love that slow call to depth hmm that's really interesting because I hadn't thought about I hadn't thought about the other side of what this all means like I only I've only been looking at it from the lens of loss right like what has your generation lost out on or what has my what have I lost out on blah 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 but it is true on the other hand of all of this there was an opportunity to pause and assess and say like is this the world I really actually like want to participate in in what ways can I transform myself so that I can be a part of change or um, how have I been behaving or carrying myself that kind of felt like an expectation versus like actually cultivating my own sense of style? Like, yeah, it's all in, I guess, like the micro changes. And I mean, I think that's really where any change lies is it, it's always in the micro. It's not always supposed to be perceived as like a mass thing or supposed to be, um, I guess like a continuous, uh, uniform kind of thing it's like it's all in like little it's all in people making small changes that lead them to their own realizations that eventually are able to mesh well with the micro realizations of other people and like that's really how we build a new society or that's how we build new systems in a new world right so that's really interesting and part of what I want to talk about this season is community and particularly community leaders and how community leaders have been self-preserving throughout all of this. And the reason I was inspired to do this is because during the pandemic, I think I went into hyperdrive and I was so hyper attuned to the struggles of other people and, and, and using myself as a conduit for other people to be better that I completely neglected myself um, I worked more than I'd ever worked before because that driving force was like help people um, and so because I had no barometer for my own my own sense of self or how I was feeling emotionally and in all regards I burned out completely to the point where everything I built had to be shut down because it reached a critical point like there was no other option and so I'm glad that you took this time to prevent yourself from 
deepening your path towards burnout and and overworking and all that stuff to make it so that you were better suited to be in yourself in your body in your experience and thus uh, more clear on your own path so I'm glad that you went the opposite way um, but because I went that way I want to know how y'all didn't get the get to that place not necessarily just for me but because I do think that during the pandemic a lot of folks have really um, become more attuned to the fact that community is critical not just for our survival but it's just community is integral into like our well-being and our joy period and so as people start having more conversations about um, how to build community or becoming a part of a community or creating collectives and all of that stuff I want to create an opportunity for folks who have been doing it to talk about the ways that they took care of themselves and have made it thus far so that they don't end up repeating any of these patterns that I have repeated or that I kind of um, embodied and and want to learn from. And I don't want to repeat those mistakes. But the best way to learn is to talk to the folks who built the practices and leaned into the the care that they needed in order to still maintain their ability to show up for others. And so that's something that I really want to explore with you throughout this conversation because I want to know how you've been taking care of yourself, truly been taking care of yourself. Yeah, I mean, transparently, I think that it's still something like consistent care that I feel like I can really um, rely on like day in, day out, no matter what's going on is still something that I'm building and trying to figure out what feels right for me. I tend to kind of like get freaked out when I'm too committed to things so like even a morning routine can stress me out if it's like way too much or if it's like I'm doing the same thing over and over again or like I have to have some variety or like some sense of flexibility um and I think that flexibility the most important way that I've taken care of myself has actually just been through a kind of I don't want to say mindset, but um, an energy of forgiveness, I think, has been very um, important for me as I've navigated these past few years and, and this year, which I feel was probably one of the most stressful years um, in recent times, overworking myself and, you know, actually getting to many different layers of burnout in the with the intention to continue to build community and to sustain that. Um, so it's it's kind of interesting, you know, how you are pouring like into others, but then sometimes incapable of doing that for yourself. And the biggest thing that has actually supported me has been forgiving myself for the slip ups, for feeling burnt out, for, you know, not necessarily making the best choice. And I realized that a lot of my stress and like internal pressure was because of my expectations for care as well so like thinking oh you didn't do this like this would have totally helped you or like why aren't you resting or because i i tend to kind of when that energy that surge of like inspiration and action comes to me i'm like i gotta go with this i don't know when it's gonna you know it comes and goes so i'm just gonna like go into it full force and sometimes i wonder if we are not supposed to ride that wave, you know, and work with that heightened energy. And um, I wonder if there's a way to kind of like ride the wave and then ease onto the shore of like that restful period um, rather than continuing to ride the wave when there's nothing, there's no energy behind that supporting us. And I think that 
was um, something that I've been learning a lot this year is just how to kind of manage these spurts of inspiration of action um, with an appreciation for an understanding of the restful periods because I think in the past when I would feel burnt out or just tired or even kind of like bored of whatever I was doing Mm -hmm. I would beat myself up about it and like feel Mm -hmm. very judgmental there was no room for forgiveness of like if this isn't working for you right now you know it's okay instead it was very like detrimental and I think Mm -hmm. a, a big piece of that was kind of the ways that our identity is also very much intertwined with the work that we do and Mm -hmm. our capacity to show up. And this year I've been kind of untying that knot and and ensuring Mm -hmm. that these, this world of mine within can breathe regardless of whatever I'm doing, creating, building, you know, I don't want it to feel as though I'm indebted to that thing, um, even while I'm enjoying it, you know, and that has given me a lot of freedom um, so that I understand, like, if I'm not as productive or not as inspired, this does not reflect anything about me. This is a time to be filled with things that inspire me, listen to people who are creating things that I admire or just, Mm -hmm. like, go sit down somewhere, you know, you don't (laughs) always have to do and um right i feel like forgiveness is has honestly forgiveness of the each moment and of whatever i'm feeling allowing that to be there that has been maybe some of the most potent self-care that i've tapped into this year and it kind of made me realize that the conversation about um care is so focused on the physical which of course is like an important element but how we're speaking to ourselves, how we're perceiving the situations that we're going through, it completely changes um, the ease of the situation, you know? And I feel like learning to find peace within myself, even if the situation that I'm going through is not, you know, overtly peaceful or or doesn't seem like something that would Mm. um, kind of ignite a sense of peace, Mm. still being like, it's okay, we're going to move through this. This is what's happening. Mm -hmm. And that lack of resistance um, has really helped me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is truly something to go through that process of understanding that although you do work that helps other people, that is not what you're necessarily here for in and of itself. You are still a person. Your own soul has to go through its own evolution. And there are things that are not external and there are things that other people won't understand or you know are just not supposed to be a part of necessarily because it's a deep inner journey and so I think that if we were to look at you know the past few years as a positive thing in terms of like the introspection that it was able to open I think that's one of the things that I'm glad happened for you now because you're you're still really young and you can now move forward in everything that you do with an awareness that it is not your full self, that you have parts of you that need different things and that when you can, you will. And when it's time for you, you know that it is time for you as well. That's not something I knew how to do. And that I think is what made uh, my journey a little bit more difficult is that I'm already at an age where I thought, oh my gosh, I'd kind of have it 
all squared away in terms of like the trajectory I thought everything was kind of mapped out and for everything to just crumble like it did was really jarring and jolting and shocking but I think it was mostly because I had to ask myself like well if this doesn't exist anymore then who am I and to be asking yourself that question in your late 20s is really confusing but I'm glad that you have this awareness now because I think it gives you and not even an advantage because none of this is a race and none of this is a competition as much as it's just going to make your life easier. It's just going to make your life easier because you'll know when it's time to shut that part off, turn this part on and actually lean into exactly what you need. And of course you won't always get it right, but at least you're trending in that direction. And like, that's always where you're trying to make your best decisions from. Um, so I'm really, I'm really, really glad that that's something that you're aware of now because, um, I think you'll be able to be more present in your life and enjoy everything that you put out in the world. You'll be able to actually be able to cherish because you'll honor the fact that not all the time is that time to make things. And so when you're creating and when you're sharing, you can be in that and also look forward to the time when you won't necessarily be doing that. And you won't feel the pressure to force yourself to do those things when you know you actually would rather be watching Netflix or just like hanging out with the fam. Yeah, I think that's that's also something like I always or something that I'm working on not always fearing is like my idea that what I'm doing right now I I love it so much but like what if in you know three years or like in six months I don't want to do this anymore like what what would I do and um like obviously this is not at all a productive like (laughs) um like question to to have but I think it it challenges me to kind of come into deeper layers of trust that whatever is coming going you know whatever I'm drawn to or um you know kind of appalled by like all of that all of those things are are signposts to something and um I think the void of just transformation and change is so under discussed like I don't now that I'm actually an adult and figuring things out. I'm like, what, what do you like? When, when, when were we going to have conversations about this? That's the gag. The gag is like, no one has the conversations. You just got to stumble upon it and be like, um, did everyone go through this? How did you get out of this? And I think that's what was kind of a big driving force for me in being very, um, transparent about the kind of experiences that I'm having in my life and my inner world because I feel like these are moments that need to be discussed because it's a lot to hold on your own and navigate on your own and not that we aren't capable of doing that but to look around and hear the affirmation of certain experiences and like yes I felt like I was being split into two when I moved out for the first time because I'm like what am I so now I'm just a an independent person all of a sudden and I'm like responsible for my entire life. That's a lot to just jump into, whether from like college or just moving out whenever you feel like it. It's it's so much. And to be able to hear other people um, connect to and relate to that, it makes me feel it makes me feel more real and it makes the world feel a lot softer and, and more real because I'm looking around and I'm like everyone is changing, transforming, like going through some kind of 
rebirth or or death of some sort um and there's always these like portals that we're just like moving and shifting through and to know that to acknowledge and honor that within myself it's made it so much um easier for me to look at other people um with true like genuine compassion and like just an extra air of like tenderness as i interact with other people because i'm like this is not you know this is not for the faint of heart and i know that our situations vary in in just stark contrast and and that as well you know so even when i'm interacting with people who like you know don't have the best energy or like attitude it's i understand you know because i also can see how through my own um challenges or issues like how i could also express my frustration or loneliness or fear um anxiety in that same way and so it's like i want us to have these conversations so that we don't have to create like a very uninhabitable inner space for ourselves and therefore create an environment that is um destructive for others as well and just feeling like you have a resting place within yourself is so important and so that's why i'm like let's just talk about it let's write about it let's do something with this experience because it's it's mind-blowing like actually <laughs> entering adulthood i'm like what is going on i don't know anything <laughs> yeah everything yeah. is very new and and the funny thing is that like everything will continuously be new in some degree or regard so yeah yeah but that that first kind of realization that now life is different because like now you have entered the next stage that life has somewhat prepared you for but doing it is a completely different experience and you have to you have to dig in within yourself and and really find the confidence to know that like you can do it also honoring like what the hell am i doing like honoring the fact that you don't know what's going on because it's a brand new experience and it doesn't mean that you're not capable it just means like this is a curveball and like i have to take care of all of these things i can't just pick and choose when they have to happen simultaneously and like i might get a random text or a random call about work or life family that could just like throw off everything it is a lot to balance and um i think in our best moments as as people we should look at each other with a compassionate lens because like we don't know what degree people are dealing with like the pressures of adulthood and and being a human being and what you were saying about feeling the need to talk about it because this is something that we should be talking about. I think the community element is where it comes in, right? Maybe for you during this time, you talking about it was community feeding you and showing up for you by just speaking on their experiences because something I'm fascinated by and always trying to figure out how I can curb is the gap within our social dynamics. There's just some things that we, for whatever reason, don't talk about, but we do go, to, we go through simultaneously. But that gap in information and knowledge does make our experience a lot more difficult in isolation. And so when people like you or anyone who feels um, comfortable enough sharing like their true thoughts online, which I think is beautiful. I, I know some people sh stray away from it because they don't like to talk about how they feel, but 
I really do believe that there's a superpower in being able to just say like, yeah, this is this this is what this season of life looks like for me. Um, this is just what it is. It doesn't make me good or bad. It doesn't make me anything other than what I am. And this is just my story. Like how you were saying at the top, like there are a lot more people interested in stories because I think in the stories you figure out what can be applicable to you. Like, because we're not having these big conversations and because there aren't these, like, you know, obvious moments of of wisdom being passed down, we are trying to find it in the stories that people openly share so that we can hopefully hack a little bit and be like, oh, oh, wow, that's how they got through that or that's their perspective on that thing. I had a completely different perspective, but I think that taking on this perspective would make my life easier or questions to ask yourself. You know, it's just like, I think the prompting in any kind of presentation that we can kind of like um, share to others or with others um, because it's prompts that we have that we have asked ourselves, not just in journaling as much as just like just questions that have come up in interpersonal dynamics or um, questions that life has forced you to have to sit with. If we just share those things and people can ask themselves those very questions and not have to like go in circles and, and figure out like when is going to be the moment where the thing will happen that will lead me to more clarity. I think it's an act of service and I really do think that that is what a lot of people are hungry for right now. And I think that in a very nuanced and specific kind of way, it is showing up for community just by being honest. No, I feel like that is um, such a beautiful way to kind of convey this like craving that we have for more um, depth in our connections and like mutual catharsis, you know, I feel like that's what these um, platforms are lending themselves to a little bit more these days. Like it depends on what sphere of like the social media universe you're in, yeah, but, for sure. um, but, you know, I think there's definitely um, a wave of like softening to the varied experiences that we have, but also the kind of mutuality that's running yeah. through those stories yeah. at all times, you know? And um, like you said, we are like looking for these little, you know, hey, what's worked for you? Like what's going, you know? And I think it's always like such a beautiful moment when I'm, you know, just scrolling on Instagram and then I see like this meme format post, but it, it speaks so specifically to my situation in like this really weird way, you know, there's like a horse on the photo and like, I don't know how this is working, you know, but it's speaking to me. And um, that's the funny thing too. And like, I feel like for like generationally, it's really interesting to me how these very like quirky niche kind of humorous approaches to like spirituality and self growth are becoming so popular and like at the same time um really building like solid foundational like communities um that resonate with the the content but also like prompt greater reflection but like the prompt is not super heavy it's something that you can like kind of just look at in passing and then you'll be you know i don't know eating dinner and like wow that meme actually like wait what was the you know what was it saying and and you and you actually start to think about it so in that way i'm like wow it's that person needed to create that thing in order for me to tap into another layer of clarity and 
in knowing that it makes me really thankful that all of our experiences um, through selfhood are just like webbed together with the things that people are creating and doing and sharing and the conversations that we have. And it's like this experience would be nothing without the people who are aware or unaware of their influence um, in my life. And that's why I'm just like, make the things, say the things that, um, that want to be like created through you, you know, and want to be put out there. I, I just feel like while there is this culture of, um, you know, views and and likes and exposure and all this, I just, I'm getting to a point where I'm just going to make, you know, the things that feel genuine to me if and you know feel joyful for me to create and then whatever happens happens but like having it be kind of a um a sacred practice for yourself first and foremost and then just like letting it fly and go wherever it needs to go afterwards is really really nice because i think um in the past i definitely viewed community and showing up online in in a very different way and just with a lot of extra pressure and um, expectation. But now I just feel like this is my digital diary. And, you know, if, if you connect with anything here, then that, that means so much to me. And, and it's always very humbling and, and just beautiful when people are like, oh, I felt this exact thing, but I didn't know like what words to, how to convey it, you know, how to convey this feeling. Um, and so to be a part of someone's like journey in that way is is really really cool yeah that is really beautiful I'm actually thinking now about a question I wanted to ask you that could tie into what you just said in terms of the past few years like what lessons and themes have stood out to you the most and that can be in a general sense but I'm also interested in learning about what you learned specifically about how you want to navigate everything online like what you share how you consume and um, how you navigate the pressure of feeling the need to produce or be a certain person online given that there are people that look up to you online but also because maybe that is the way that you have showed up in the past and so what has that like transition been for you Mm -hmm. um I think a, a major theme definitely just identity and um identity and um and and presence i want to say i think that there um i've been working like with an actual career for like over a decade so more like more than half my life um i've always been doing something speaking um like leading educational classes, advocating, like whatever it may be. And I literally developed, you know, a career or sense of self, this externalized sense of self before ever even getting to like think about who I actually was um, beneath all of that. And um, I very much thought like, this is absolutely me. I'm the list of titles and the and these experiences this is what my life looks like and this is who I am in that place and um once my identity was no longer reflected in my reality based on you know the circumstances that um we 
all went through um, with the pandemic and like every single thing that my career relied on was like not happening. Um, I was a little confused of like, oh, what what does this mean? You know, like who, so who am I and, and what do I actually want? And have any of these things been um, making me happy recently? You know, was this something for like my past self that, you know, was fulfilling for sure, but I could kind of feel this like creeping sense of um, just detachment from some elements of the work that I was doing. And so with that came kind of fear of like, okay, you know, this is how I make my living. This is, but do I want to continue to do things that aren't really bringing me joy? And then um, another word that just reminded me of um, was like transformation or the void has been a big theme um because during this process of like okay what i do is not me what i post how people perceive me is not me so what's there and um in the process of trying to not even trying but just in the process of the real parts of me meeting me there's like this empty space you know and you feel like okay should i try to do this thing so that this becomes me or should i try to do you know, um, try to reignite certain things that reminded me of of my past self. Um, but none of those things were ever really long lasting. And um, I also embarked on like new career endeavors during the pandemic time as well. And so it was like, now I'm juggling a completely different job. Like I opened a tea house with my family and I'm learning how to be a barista. This is like doesn't make sense in the context of my previous life. And right. so um, I was kind of in a battle with myself for like two and a half years and until this year when it really just hit me that I needed to create space for life to just blossom out of this kind of emptiness that I had felt, you know, and um, just by allowing that to happen, allowing there to be no identity that was defining me and my life and everything that I'm doing, it's slowly but surely allowed me to realize what I just like doing as a, as a human being, not as a speaker, not as an activist, not as a as a, a social media influencer or whatever. <laughs> like none yeah. of these things are are real. They're just. Yeah ways of capturing different things that I like doing or different ways I like expressing myself, but that's not necessarily the essence of who I am or, or anyone really. And so by tapping into that, I found a lot more freedom and that sense of freedom has led to a realization of a lot of other fears that I didn't even know I had, you know, as I'm now drawn to do new and different things. Um, like for instance, I know you know, but I'm you know making my first solo international trip in the new year, and it's like what? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a lot to to process of like meeting this new version of yourself who wants to take more risks and wants to yeah. go and and do and do new things and explore new avenues and um, allowing myself to follow that feeling. Um, yeah it's it's a process so i feel like that um has been kind of the theme of these past few years and then in terms of feeling as though i needed to maintain like a certain image online 
I just I had to let that pressure go. It, it was almost impossible to do. And luckily, I had been like slowly transitioning my content to just more um, writing and kind of like heart to heart type. And, um, and so the transition wasn't bad, but I, I just felt as though I needed to allow myself to show up in those spaces when I felt called to and I know that like online spaces so heavily rely on like algorithms and consistent engagement and yada 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 but I just I was like I need to take a second and doesn't you know in order to show up for a community I need to be able to do that in a way that actually feels real and um, in order to do so I needed to honor space I needed to honor this um, void that I was going through and um, that I'm still kind of navigating but um again kind of allowing myself to to do that to have that full process not bust out of the cocoon prematurely you know and i think that's something that um, we're not really taught to do it's just like come on move through the challenge as quick as possible you know don't feel into to it too much don't think about it too much but really i found so much value in actually giving space to my feelings giving space for anger and for um anxiety and for all of these things and like i know it's uncomfortable but there's like a part of me that feels so proud of myself even when i'm like bawling there's like a little voice that's like yeah like you need to be Feel doing those feels. yeah yeah you yeah. need to be um acknowledging this and and not repressing these things um and I, so far, it, it's seeming to help. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just think it ultimately makes you more relatable because, I mean, at this point, who the heck is doing all of that anymore unless they have people that help them do it? Because it's like, I mean, I, I, I'm perceiving that I don't think many of us are fully out of it yet. Like, this is all still like, this was big. This was a big moment in life and in time. And we, there is a pressure to like just keep it moving. But I think that's because that's the way the system has always been. And everybody was kind of just in the system doing the thing. And this was like a very, very, very hard and abrupt pause stop. And once people were able to do that, I think we've been able to be like, okay, it's time to do it in a little way. Like it's time to do it again here and in here, 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 because this is just way too much to balance. Not to mention that that fast tracking and that premature action gets in the way of the growth the soul growth that actually leads to fulfillment to clarity to um deepening relationships to actually being able to connect with your work with your art and and not do things in a way that is just for production's sake like we are people and i think that that in be, being able to like remember that you are a person and allowing space to be a person and understanding that it's not going to be beautiful all the time it really really isn't but that doesn't mean that you are supposed to turn the other way and go down the easy path which is to just bypass and work and not even really acknowledge that there are these deep feelings in the void or that the void even exists and there are things that want some light um and so I, I really appreciate that. And I also just, I've been feeling very similarly with, I mean, just like things online. I think for a while I was 
really committed to like growing online and doing all of the algorithm stuff and hacking it. And then I realized like that is exhausting. Um, I'm not a machine. I can't think that fast because I don't want to just be talking. I want to say something. I, I can't come up with a new thing every single day. And also like anybody that puts pressure on me to be acting like that, um, they still have a lot of work to do with themselves because you shouldn't be putting any pressure on any human being to accelerate the, their natural progression. And I think that that's the antithesis of community support and real community support is being able to like acknowledge all the layers and be like, where you're at right now is perfect. I acknowledge that, been there, even if I haven't been there, I'm here for you, I'm here to listen. Because you know our journeys are different. Not everybody's gonna have to go through certain things the same way. Some people won't actually know what the hell you're talking about because they haven't gone through that and they maybe won't go through it in that way. But, you know, you can still be there for somebody. And so um, I'm really happy to hear all of that from, from, from your vantage point. And I don't think that the void is ever fully going to go away, if I'm being completely honest. And it's because the more you grow, the more you realize that there's more to you. So like who you're going to be on the other side of your first international solo trip is not who you are right now. And that might end up opening up a whole other can of worms because you're going to be like, wow, I went on that beautiful adventure. I experienced things that I have never experienced before. And that means that I can do it again and again and again and again and again. And so then what does that mean in terms of like, how do I even, how do I want to exist? Like, how do I structure adventure and play and all that? It could lead to a bunch of other questions, but it doesn't always have to be a bad thing. Like you said, leave room for things to grow through the void and from there um, by allowing space to just exist and not just filling it up with expectations or things or tasks or whatever, just for the sake of staying busy. Like that's actually not a thing that is productive. The, the moments of stillness really is when you're able to be like, wow, this is, this is who you are. This is what you want. Okay, let's see how we can get that for you. Right. And then adding like the for now, you know, like for now, <laughs> for, yeah, now. for now, because <laughs> I'm like, wait, you know, um, there have been many moments where I'm like, yeah, this is totally it. This is going to work wonderfully. I'm going to keep doing this forever, you know, and then. Um, a few weeks, a few months, I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> the for now moment has arrived, you know. Um, but I think that's, I really love what you said, just that the void space is, is always with us. And I think it's because it's kind of our like, our center for creation, like within us, you know, um, I feel like the void is as much a space for like retraction as it is a space for expansion and so it's just like knowing when to lean into which energy right like now I need to kind of take a step back and now I need to lean into the fullness of what is available in spaciousness for me and also just the idea that in a way like darkness is also required of the light like but like darkness illuminates too and I think that I um very much idealized every situation to the point where I like idealized life out of life you know like it it, it seemed as though I wanted everything to go like a certain way to the point where life could not express itself to its fullest which includes right. polarities duality and I just wanted like you know, to move to a place that's going to make me this type of person and I'm going to have yeah. this type of experience and it'll be perfect and I'll, I'll always be inspired and 
this is my routine. I'm going to go to the cafe and I'm going to like work on my next three books. And <laughs> I, I, I think it's a, a trait that can be helpful in terms of really in the moment being very present with and cherishing what you are experiencing, um, the kind of idealization or like romanticization of um, your current situation, if that's possible, whether that's just like looking at the cup of water next to you and it like looks like there's sparkles in it or whatever it may be. But also I think that kind of idealization can lead to being disappointed a lot just because life is lifing and it's it's ebbing and flowing and i don't think often like our romanticization includes the the other side of 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 this the different situations you know like that things might not go perfectly but that doesn't mean in the grand scheme it's not leading to something that may be incredibly transformational or beneficial for you and so um, kind of leaning into that knowing that something really great can turn into something really horrible or that something really horrible can turn into something really great. Accepting that um, really potent duality has been has been a challenge. Oh my gosh, for sure. And also knowing that it's like a constant uh, accepting that fact, but it's also been a call to to more ease because now I can welcome situations like wholeheartedly but also not kind of have them pinned against the walls of my expectations you know like they can situations experiences can unfold as they need to and um i'm very much practicing like being able to let that happen and not think oh my you know this is this is the worst thing ever like it's 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 gonna pass things will move in time yeah you know yeah so <laughs> and that's that's i think one of the most difficult challenges of life in general because the form in which life will be difficult is going to it's going to it's going to do it's going to do its thing it could present in one way this time and another way another time and it'll always lead you to a place where you have to be like i have to trust that this is not forever even if it feels like the most all-consuming emotion and um, and burden and anxiety and pain or whatever, like that is what I think if we're doing the human thing right, if we figure out how to do the human thing right, it's not having an attachment to things going perfectly all the time because that is setting ourselves up for, for unnecessary pain. There's already going to be pain and struggle that comes with just existing, especially when you love people, because if you love, then that means, you know, you will have to lose because we don't live here forever. And so knowing that that is forever going to be a thing and understanding that that could happen at any moment. So I think it's just kind of one of those things where I think life will be a lot easier if we just allow ourselves to be present when it feels smooth and when it doesn't feel smooth understanding hey this is what it is right now and something will come of this and I mean at the very least the one thing you can count on is that you'll be stronger and more confident in your ability to overcome and that compounded on itself over years and time and different scenarios I think just makes you like a more fortified human being because you never know what the hell's going to be thrown at you. But like, if you know that you have the the practices that that you can lean on to be more grounded and that you have the people that you love and all that stuff, it's just one of those things where I think, I think life can just be a little bit smoother. 
<laughs> your dog is like i love you please <laughs> she really does not like when i'm on the computer and she does not like when i'm on the phone like she hates technology she hates all of this my dog too like she will not whether it's like a selfie or or someone's taking a photo of her she always like looks away <laughs> turns away yeah it's really weird like i'm like what do they know that we yeah, exactly aren't, aren't exactly. accepting or owning up to like she's repulsed by technology <laughs> well maybe they're meant to ground us and keep us off off of the screens more than more than uh we should be but um the last thing i would say or the last thing i want to ask you because we're coming up on an hour here is if you could share a piece of advice to folks in wellness particularly black women particularly even people your age anyone really about self-preservation and how they can maintain a sense of self while showing up for others what would that advice be um i think my my best advice or just something that i've learned that you can edit tweak as as you wish and and as feels good um is firstly to really just get to know what feels good i think there there's so much that we're just completely like bombarded with about what self-care looks like what it means how it shows up how we preserve ourselves like you need to do a yoga practice you need to meditate for 15 minutes a day you need to it's just like endless list face mask gua sha like it's <laughs> it's a lot and um yeah, it and it's lot. also not 100 percent accessible for everyone right um and so I think for me, it's like how a really wonderful act of service for yourself is taking the time to identify, well, what actually makes me feel good? What actually is replenishing, rejuvenating? Because sometimes, you know, taking a, a break and like yeah. going and, I don't know, binge watching like YouTube videos might be entertaining, but it's not like the same as actually resting or yeah. maybe like just making yeah, yourself yeah. a meal in the morning or like a cup of tea and just doing that like fully yeah. focused on that can be your meditation you know um and so finding what feels easeful is is important because i think sometimes we might feel as though like learning how to practice something is that's like the rockiness or resistance that we feel but it also might just be a, a layer of resistance of like this isn't my my um tool yeah. that, that works for me you know and um yeah. i think being able yeah. to be like okay let's keep on searching make it into more of an adventure and and less of like another thing that you have to keep track of um i think is super important and like i kind of mentioned earlier um my self-care has not recently looked like any of the kind of traditional forms of self-care but it's just been holding space for how I feel, mm. holding space for all, all the questions that I have and just allowing them to kind of simmer and sit there and work themselves out. And just watching that has been um, a tool of nurturance that has been so powerful um, for me lately. And, you know, a few months ago, it was like having a consistent like morning walk or or whatever, or journaling. Now I've I've been less of a journal journaler and more of a like voice notes girl. So I just like 
go sit somewhere and just talk to myself and and that has been really cathartic and um and just a different you know way of of kind of expressing and, and massaging the things that i feel in in my heart and um that's been really great so i think allowing yourself to find what feels good what what flows and if that changes flow with that too you know there's i feel like there's no um expectation that we should try to kind of live up to when it regards self-care as long as it feels nourishing and replenishing to you then it's valid and i think sometimes we can think oh like i'm not doing the like 15 step routine that my favorite you know self-care guru you know suggested and that doesn't mean that what you are offering to yourself with the capacity that you have is not still love and um that's something that i've also been exploring a lot is like our love shows up sometimes in in micro doses and that in of itself is is worthy of acknowledgement and celebration um, because sometimes we just don't have the capacity to to do the whole shebang or to have the like energy to cultivate an entire um, practice that that feels self-sustaining so even your own like desire for a more grounding routine that's a reflection of of your own love and care you know so it's like recognizing and celebrating those little moments um, matters so so much so if you're listening to this and feel like oh, i'm not doing enough for myself i want you to know that you know your your seeking of love is just like the love within you um looking to reconnect with itself so it's always there and um you're tapping into it right now by listening to cad's podcast and um all of these things count you know so just be gentle and um take your time yeah i feel like we all need to just take our time with the things we feel and the things we do and um and really ensure that they do feel good for us yeah wow everything everything that you shared resonates and i'm grateful i'm grateful that you um shared space here with me i know everyone that listens to this will take something away so on behalf of everybody thank you for sharing what you have been alchemizing throughout your life and things that could potentially help us make our way through this world and our lives a little softer thank you and thank you so much for creating this and and reigniting this and being an example of someone like moving with those shifts and changes that are being you know emerging from within that's a very courageous thing to do you know but ultimately it's it leads to so much joy and just more room for us to blossom and so it's an honor to be a part of that process um with you so thank you thank you love i appreciate you well i hope you have a great rest of your day and that you get on to some wholesome nourishing things after this wow wasn't that something didn't you feel like you were being hugged during that conversation and like maybe you're a little less alone hopefully you know it's okay for us to not have all the answers and i think that's what i got out of this conversation and it's not that we'll always be okay with it and that it'll always be easy to remember that but it's something worth trying to bring to the forefront often you know if you want to follow along Haley's journey on the internet head over to the show notes as i have linked all of her platforms there and before we head out 
I just want to say, just remember that we are all on our personal journeys here. And while they may look different, they remain interconnected. And no matter where we are in the world or how old we are, we're in this together. All right, y'all? So take care of yourselves. Take care of your heart. And I will talk to you very soon. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Chats with Kat. I really hope you enjoyed it. It would be such a treat to know your thoughts about the show. So if you can spare 60 seconds, rate and review this podcast so I can know what's on your heart. Plus, it'll also help new potential listeners get a glimpse into the energy of the beautiful community that we are building over here.